going on geeks listening to episode 340 of the geeks over guys podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with lj lowry yo and shelly nolan hello this week we're geeking out about Zack snyder a marvel executive stepping down and last of us season two being just at arm's length arm's reach arm's reach that would be the the term i'm looking for yeah we're not cutting it we're going with that uh there's a pun so <laughs> puns are always great they're always a hole in one there i got my golf pun in i was trying i was fishing real hard most people aren't gonna get it it's fine we're gonna move on lj what video games you've been playing yeah um so i've been playing a few things um i started on my stream i started uh captain america super soldier which is an old ps3 game that came out like when sega was doing those like marvel movie games and uh it's been pretty fun it's uh it's uh, it's honestly one of the better because like they did like couple iron man ones they did a thor one and they did this captain right. america one um but this one it's kind of neat they definitely had to inspire it's not like directly like ripping off but it's a little bit of arkham asylum kind of um and it's got like a little bit of prince of persia jumping off stuff running on walls kind of thing um it's not bad it's it's pretty fun um i've decided i'm going to make playing like weird and obscure old games like a thing on my stream so i'm like this is ah uh, heck this, yeah this fits um just like games that, that are people are like oh i didn't even know that was a thing or like oh i remember this thing it's super weird mm-hmm. um so that's kind of my goal with that and so this has been a fun one um the other game i decided to grab kind of out of left field only because i enjoyed the demo so much and i really didn't like the demo i played on the first game but for whatever reason octopath 2 just like got me um so i purchased octopath 2 after playing the demo um and i really like it like i feel like i got a a good understanding of how the whole formula is supposed to work and just like you know the way you're supposed to play it and go around and you know get party members and stuff and complete their stories um it just feels, for whatever reason, it feels like I understand how the game works a lot more than I understand the first game. And then, like, in the first game, I played the demo, and I played this, like, boss. I play, I did this boss fight that just totally wrecked me in the first game. And I was just like, this is chapter one. What is this? I'm like, this is... <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like I understand Octopath 2 so much more. Um, hmm. The one that I picked uh, the the first one that i picked uh, her name is ochet and she's the hunter and you can basically it's got like a very loose it's not i wouldn't even compare it to pokemon but you can capture the monsters you fight and then they can all act as like skills basically so if you get this like manticore thing or whatever that thing can like use a bite attack and and attack all the enemies that you're staring at or you can use there's this other creature that helps heal so, like, there's different creatures that, you know, that do different things. You can also, like, if you decide you don't want to keep that creature, you can actually prepare it as a meal for, like, other bonuses and buffs and stuff for your party. Um, so, I was like, oh, and her story's really cool. Um, so, I'm going to, and that's the thing that got me. It was like, oh, I'm like, oh, I really liked her story, and it's going to mm-hmm. be really fun to see, like, what the other characters are all about. And Yeah, like, I, and I feel like it really tells you, like, you know the danger levels and stuff like that level requirements of like 
Good. In certain areas, so I already know that I'm like, okay, I might have to, gr- I may have to grind a little bit if I want to, like, you know, go in here or you know, do stuff in here. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it communicates everything very well. Like as far as an RPG goes, a JRPG, and I, I really enjoy it. And I'm not a JRPG guy, so I mean, I play a few every now and then, but like this is, I was like, wow, this is a, it's an exception. So cool. Yep, and then um, I'll talk about it more next week, but I do have a Steam Deck on the way. Uh, Steam is having their, their spring sale. Yes, sir. And Steam Decks are like 10% off, but I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the time. Um, I have 190 verified games in my library, and verified is like they completely work without issue. Like they're mm-hmm. specifically like formatted for it, and then there's still like even playable ones that probably have like minor issues that I could try or something, um, you know, like, and they would still work to some degree. So I'm fu- I'm going to, I'm looking forward to playing with that, but I'll talk more about that next week. Cool. Yeah. So what have y'all been up to? Sweet. I haven't played anything. Go ahead, Shelly. <laughs> no, I really, I, I played a little bit more ghosts. I haven't been playing anything interesting or new. Although I am yeah. looking at that steam sale. It's going on right now. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm do I, get anything? I, I grabbed a couple <laughs> things on there. I'm very much debating, but anyway, no, I didn't play anything. <laughs> cool. Well, we will get into the gaming news then. It's going to be a short episode today. Yeah, we're going to... We're keeping you mentioned per- that, I'm in agreement. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're <laughs> keeping it pretty light today. Nothing too crazy. I mean, last week we had a lot of great discussion, and it was a long yeah, episode. Awesome. So, um, The first piece of news is that uh, apparently Zack Snyder told Video Games Chronicle that... Um, a Rebel Moon RPG is in the works, and Rebel Moon is is his sci-fi epic movie that is supposed to be coming to Netflix. I have no idea like what Rebel Moon is supposed to be, but I just feel like if Netflix was to have a Star Wars, this might be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like what kind of like sci-fi it is. I don't know if it's like a fantasy style sci-fi or if it's like more like a Star Trek or I I really don't know like what like I don't I don't know like. I don't think we've seen any trailers or anything yet, or if we've seen many stills, but uh, he says that they've been consulting him about an RPG and that they're going to have to, if they want it to be a massive scale, they want to pick his brain for everything. So um, weird. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, oh, we already got one of those coming. We already got Starfield on the way, so like, uh, what, what is this? Like, I, I'm curious to know even what Rebel Moon is, just because I'm curious. Yeah. Um, like I hear movie. Rebel Moon, and I think, like, Sailor Moon, <laughs> yeah. but, like, punk instead. You know, oh, instead yeah, of the yeah. pink aesthetic, like a punk aesthetic. But Rebel I know it's probably oh, definitely not what that is. A punk sci-fi, <laughs> like, thing would be kind of yeah. cool. I would, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, we don't have, we have no idea what it's going to be, but, um, yeah, like, I'd, I'd be curious to see what that is. Um, and then the next piece of news uh, is that... Persona 5 is getting a mobile spinoff called Persona Phantom X. So weird. Yeah, and they said, I guess, they don't know when the official release is, but I guess they're doing a test in China on, like, the 29th of March. Um, Obviously, it's going to have microtransactions and all that. Um, That's what I mean. It's like, I have to stay away. I I get burnt out on, like, those types of games. Like, I played Fire Emblem Heroes for so long, and... not necessarily going to be a gotcha, I understand, but like, I don't know. Those like pay to win games. Yeah. 
are just so dangerous. And like, I never like actually spent any money in Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, I was tempted to a couple times. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm already putting this much time in it, but I'm just like, I can't, I just can't play those games as much as I love Persona Five. I just have to like avoid. Yeah, um, it does have a trailer, and the trailer seems like it's gonna look fairly close to like Persona Five itself. Um, but I don't know if it's like gonna be just like battles or like what. I mean, I'm sure like that's obviously what I would think it would be. Mm-hmm. But um, I could see, I guess, because of the Persona system and how that works, I could see you the gotcha thing being a huge deal for Persona. Um, yeah. Um, now, what would be cool is if they, because it's a phone game actually integrated your calendar or maybe not your calendar but just like a calendar Ooh, like a real-time calendar yeah mm-hmm. because i mean that's such a thing in the persona games is like you're going kind of doing stuff every day and you have like deadlines like that'd be oh. very very interesting to see in a mobile game format where you're actually doing things day by day oh i just thought of an idea too like if they really want to get into the weeds with like social links like maybe you have mm-hmm. have like a friends list or something oh you, yeah like, or something interact with friends that way or like send each other stuff and Mm-hmm. Maybe get social link bonuses that way or something. Like, ah, uh, see, this does have potential to be a cool thing, but I don't think it'll be. As <laughs> I don't cool know if it's as... going to be any of those. Right. No. So, like, it'll just, just to me, it just seems like it's going to be like a standard gotcha game. Yeah. Um, but we have no idea still. And Joker has been in a gotcha game before. I'm trying yeah. to remember which one, but he showed up. Him and I think Makoto. So, <laughs> not the first Let's time. See. Yeah, um, there's been plenty of those crossovers. Um, whoa, so far from what I'm seeing, it looks like it might be like an actual like game game. Um, what? Yeah, so I'm seeing shots of this character. It's not Joker, but mm-hmm. it does look like he's walking around in Shibuya, in class, interacting with characters. So if it's an actual game game, to some extent, then that would be really cool. Interesting. Um, I see stuff uh, of mementos. Yeah, interesting. So I'm actually more curious now that I looked more through this article. So we'll we'll have to see if it turns out as cool as like like Cody was saying before. Like if there could just be more regular game games like on the app store. Yeah, I mean I would pay more money for a game that wasn't going to do like a gotcha system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, from what I just saw, like, that looks almost like a full game. So, I don't know to what extent um, it, it will be. So, anyway, that just actually piqued my interest the more I looked at it. So, we'll have to see what it's all about. Also, a, a game, Persona 5, I still gotta finish. Um, and here I am buying more games. Like a fool. <laughs> so, anyway, um, that's, that's gaming news for this week. Nice. We get into the movies news then. I, I watched Ant Man Quantumania again. I don't really have much nice. more to add oh. to it. Uh, my thoughts stay basically the same. Uh, oh, I do okay. think that the hate is. Um, I just think we're in an era that's it's really hard to one up End Game, Infinity yeah. War, and No Way Home, uh, without just being a nostalgic mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I think this movie, like if it was pre all of that, would people would be like, "This is so cool." Yeah, like it's, okay. it's not a it's not a bad movie by any means to me. It's just very like middle ground. That's nothing. Yeah, I think there's just nowhere to go, right? Uh, but down. Um, like even Is visually, it, um... the visual effects are rough for some people, but it even that like yeah. the end game would have been fine. 
Did you like it more or less than um, Black Panther 2? Or is it not really fair to compare them? It's so hard to compare for me just because... Okay. They're different Black movies. Yeah, 2, okay. I think, was like not... The movie was okay, but mm-hmm. it was more the emotional um, yeah. backing behind it. Yeah, I was just curious because... Oh, no, I'm trying to rank them. <laughs> but I don't know how that movie would have done without uh, an actual human being dying and then being, you know... That's pretty crazy. ...used throughout the entire movie. <sighs> There's nothing really like it. Yeah. It's a really weird and kind of messed up thing to think about, but you're totally right. Like, I'm, seeing, I, I'm sure it would have still been a good movie, but it would have yeah. been so different, right? It would not have yeah. been... <laughs> would Rihanna like, have sung... Would they have gotten Rihanna to sing? <laughs> I just don't yeah. know. I kind of don't as know. Simple as that, yeah, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of crazy. There's a lot. There's a lot attached to that movie. Uh, that yeah, like if Paul Rudd had died, and then they made this movie, I would probably would have been like, <laughs> dude, this don't even so powerful. Don't even joke about him dying. I love that man so much. <laughs> He's immortal. Oh. My Dang, that just reminded me, that reminded me about Lance Reddick this week. Oh, yeah, that, that one that one hit very sad. Mm-hmm. But, and that yeah. Anyways, I I compare it more to the Doctor Strange and Thor. Right. right. Yes. Okay. Others uh, of well, I, I guess technically Black Panther was. It's really good out of all the bad Marvel movies that have come out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I would say it's be- it's a better watch than uh, Thor and Doctor Strange, which we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I need to watch Creed. Um, yes. Because Jonathan Majors is like becoming one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's just so. He's so cool. He's so good. In he Creed. has such small little mannerisms in his acting that are so specific to the moment that uh, yeah i'm really excited to see him do more he's just very intentional in all oh the yeah that i've never seen like even thinking about him as like when he plays he who remains and you know kind of a thing i'm just like oh like that dude is a really good actor. yeah the only thing that i can compare it to uh just his acting in general this is kind of a tangent uh it's gonna be really random but orlando bloom in the first episode the first scene of carnival row oh, which okay. no one's seen no one really cares about that show um but Orlando Bloom is interrogating someone in the very beginning of that scene, uh, or I guess interviewing someone. I don't know if they're interrogating. They're just—he's just trying to like solve a crime, and so he's listening to what she's saying, and it's just a close-up of his face reacting huh. to everything that she's saying, and you can just tell exactly what he's thinking. Huh, this is true. Cool. This is interesting. This is not. I don't care about this. He's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. Cr- I love little things like that where. It's just like really intentional mannerisms and things. It's cool. Sweet. Really nice. Cool to do. Cool. Uh, but that's all I've seen. So go ahead, LJ. Um. Yeah. So I watched. Watched. Um. So we. I guess we're. Everybody's been talking about DC a lot lately. Um. Just when I realized I was not feeling great last night after coming home from a party, being around germs and stuff, I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed early and watch a movie. And I was like, well, let's see what HBO has. And I put on uh, DC Super Pets randomly. <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to pay Is that the new movie. one or is that an older one? It's the it's, an, it's the new movie. I shouldn't realize it was already... Well, I guess it was in theaters a while ago. Anyway. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a year or so. Probably more. Um, maybe a year. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, 
I thought it was fine. Um, it's definitely pets. It's definitely the pets movies, but DC. Like that's basically the pitch. Um, <laughs> and it actually was not terrible. Um, the only thing I think I realized is I'm getting kind of tired of Dwayne Johnson being in, in everything. Oh um, no! Just hearing hearing him as Crypto was kind of weird, but also my memory of Crypto the Super Dog. The original cartoon is still there, so I'm just like, mm-hmm. I feel like he needs to be more cheerful and like. I, don't I haven't know, watched just, that show. I watched that. He's bit. just not this like, just the way he, I don't know. Like I just feel like the the character, the dog. It's just I don't see this like the rock. I just don't see the rock's voice just coming out of that like 3D model like character. It just it feels weird hearing it. Um, yeah. But the other characters I kind of like, you know, there's all these different pets that um, they get different superpowers. There's this whole plot as to as to why everything happens the way they are. There's this turtle that has like super speed. This old turtle that's like super funny, <laughs> uh, which is ironic. Um, there are like parts of this that I'm like, okay, like that's that's got some charm to it. But I think ultimately it's it's just like a it's not it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's also not really that great either. It was actually the perfect movie for me to be like, yep, I'm just going to fall asleep to this for a little while. Uh, but I caught most of it. I watched most of it, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's not bad. It's it's fun. It's it's kind of... Like, I, I could see, like, the... I, like, I could see why they came up with that idea, and I could see some charm in it, but I'm just like, yeah, like, this is... If, super, if like, the actual pets, like movie hadn't been a thing already then i would have been like okay yeah this is pretty cool are you are you talking about the secret life of pets yeah the secret life of pets yeah okay yeah so if that movie hadn't already been a thing i was like i, I would have been like yeah like this is this is actually pretty clever um and then i think even kevin hart is in it too like kevin hart plays ace and i'm just like oh, yes yeah, kevin, he, kevin he hart's does a, kevin hart's already in another pet pet movie basically i'm just like this is not literally not just basically he literally is it just felt like casting The Rock and Kevin Hart was low-hanging fruit to me. Like, I don't know, yeah. Like, we, we, to me, that's more sure, low-hanging. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, <laughs> like, I know people joke about Chris Pratt being the one, but I feel like the, casting The Rock and Kevin Hart and everything is probably the most low-hanging fruit you could get these days. Like, so, <laughs> and not to, what... not to shame on them as actors. Yes, yes. But it is, they do both bring a very specific like energy that only yeah. they bring and it works really well with them together, which yeah. is why they're already in so many movies together. And so yeah. if you see another movie with a minute, you're kind of watching the same movie you've already seen. Oh yeah. Like the first movie I ever saw them in together was central intelligence. And I liked that movie way more than I thought I, than I thought I would. But then after that, I'm just kind of like, Oh yeah, this, this, this is the rock and Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> so I feel like them being in it is probably like, yeah, like, I feel like that's just kind of like okay, we've we've done this before. Other I'm gonna go that, back into that. Like yeah. I did the talk about high on life that game. Uh, yes, from Rick and Morty creators. Yeah, you kind of get into that one trick pony. Yes, sense. like they're not doing anything different. It's just the same thing again with different faces. Yes, in animation. Yeah, I thought this movie could have been better if they had, um, if they maybe had different voice actors for them. Keanu Reeves' Batman is hilarious because they play so hard on the on the edginess of Batman. Mm-hmm. yeah um, that i think that is clever like it kind of enjoyed yeah and like i enjoyed seeing because like the heroes are in it enough to where like they're they're kind of all right too you know like it feels like a better like 
a better comparison. It feels like if somebody wanted to blend like the Secret Life of Pets and Megamind, except like it's not near as funny as like a Megamind. Um, I just feel like if those two movies in a mediocre like mix-up is uh, DC Super Pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which sounds like way it could be. It could have been way better. Like me, like recalling it a mix between Megamind and uh, Secret Life of Pets. Like sounds like it should have been a way better movie. But it's just <laughs> it's just kind of meh. Okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Anyway, I I watched it, so now you don't have to if you don't want to. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, LJ. Doing us a solid. Yeah. At some point, I want to watch of all movies, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Keeps coming up on like social media, and I haven't seen the movie, and I want to. Apparently, it's really good. You should watch it. But I always decide that I want to watch it like an hour and a half before the podcast, <laughs> so I don't because I'm like, Bruh. oh, I can get a finish in time. We'll do it later. There's a lot of movies <laughs> like that where I see pop up on like a streaming service, and I'm like, you know what? I sh- I kind of want to watch that, and I just never do. Yeah, at some point I will. <laughs> what have you been watching, Shelley? Yeah, so I also watched a pretty silly movie that involved animals, except I actually really liked this movie. Yeah, um, this the Cat Returns. Movie. Yeah, I watched The Cat Returns. <laughs> um, I had actually never seen it before. The only other time I remember seeing it was um, was in a sushi restaurant, and it was just all oh, in the wow. background. And I was like, I, I knew enough. I was like, oh, I recognize that, like, you know, that cat. Like, oh, this has to be the cat returns. But it looked so trippy. And, like, I wasn't really paying attention. And you, you couldn't hear anything. So I was like, well, <laughs> uh, maybe eventually I watched it. That was, like, years and years ago. So, and eventually, I don't even know why. I think we were just kind of in the mood to watch something kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and... For some reason, we're just like, let's just watch The Cat Returns. Um, and so we did. And I thought it was going to be a bad movie. I thought I'd heard it was not a good movie. Um, whoever told me that lied. It is a pretty good movie. It's very I've fun. It's definitely... ba- I haven't heard bad things about that movie at all. That's I don't know funny. why. I feel like I had heard. I think it's always like maybe it's always in comparison to like Spirited Away and Howl's Movie Castle and Princess Mononoke. It's an older and Kiki's movie. Kiki's Delivery too, Service. So it's it's a 2001 well. movie. It's not that old, at least in comparison oh. to other Ghibli stuff. Um, okay. What I didn't realize is that I had never actually seen Whisper of the Heart. Apparently, Whisper of the Heart kind of is um, there's like a connection between them because the Baron is in both of them. Um, oh, okay. But it's not like their actual, it's not like a sequel prequel scenario. It's kind of like a the Baron shows up in Whisper of the Heart, I think. And again, I haven't seen it, but then like the character of the Baron comes back in the second movie, but there's like not really any sort of like connection with oh. the characters or anything. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I did not know that. Um, huh. But anyway, yeah, it was um, really fun. And I usually am pretty good about recognizing voice actors pretty early on. Um, it's weird because like I'm more when it comes to like anime or like fire emblem video game voice actors i feel like i always i'm like oh i recognize that voice where's that voice from (laughs) i kind of get it it's so funny how i'm realizing when it comes to like actual like like celebrity actors i like don't recognize it right away (laughs) it always takes me a while because anne hathaway is the main character in the English dub that we watched. Yeah, they get some and big names for those Ghibli movies. It's they do. Movie. And then Tim Curry's in it. And I'm like, why oh, did yeah. I not realize that was Tim Curry? Of course <laughs> it's Tim Curry. That's so funny. I think those were the two like main like big, big voice actors. 
Um, but I just thought that was so funny. And I was like, yeah, of course it was them. And like, they did a really good job. But it's like, it really is these Ghibli movies. Like for these English dubs, they go so hard. Like I, I still think about Ponyo having Liam Neeson. Yeah. Um, the youngest Jonas brother, um, Noah Cyrus, I believe. Or, or like um, House Moving Castle having like Christian Bale and stuff. Exactly. Like, 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 like they just go hard and it's just like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's just a fun little movie. If you just like, if you like cats, um, and if you like just kind of having a weird, doesn't make a ton of sense, kind of good time, um, it's, it's, I just love how low stakes everything is. I mean, it's not that there's necessarily like not high stakes in some ways, but I think, again, just in comparison to like all these other Ghibli movies that I love and watch. Um, I guess Kiki's Delivery Service also is fairly low stakes in some ways um, until like the very end. But yeah. it's like, uh, it just felt like, you know, everything is just about this girl and all of this crap happens because she try she saves a cat's life. That's like, and that's not really a spoiler that happens in the first like five minutes or whatever. It happens like super early on in the movie. Like she just saves this cat's life and her entire life just like changes. Um, and it's just really funny how that kind of like turns out. <laughs> Well, yeah, so it's, um, I don't know, it just hits a lot of really fun notes. Uh, it's so silly seeing these cats walk around on two legs and talking. <laughs> You're just like, what's happening? And the protagonist is asking the same questions. I think another reason I really liked it is because um, the protagonist is just so, I'm trying to remember her name. So that's why I keep saying protagonist. I don't remember her name. Um, she is so relatable. <laughs> Like, all of her reactions and all of her... And, you know, I love Anne Hathaway, too, so that probably helped. But um, she's just, like, so relatable. And, like, all of her reactions to all these things happening around her. And she's just, like, a teen girl. And she's just, like, acting like any normal teen girl. Um, and I just thought, like... I'm just, like, so many times in the movie, I'm just, like, I can relate. Like, or, like, I just felt like I could, like... You know, I saw myself in her a little bit. Um, so I think that probably also made it pretty enjoyable for me. Um but yeah, it was just kind of a fun, silly movie. Uh, and I definitely recommend it if you already like Ghibli movies. If you haven't checked it out, I think you'll really like it. Cool. Sweet. We'll get into well, the news then. Yeah, let's talk about movie news. Um, not a ton of stuff here. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is that uh, apparently Denzel Washington is sort of talking with Paul Mescal about uh, Gladiator 2 of all movies. I'm kind of excited. Oh, it's, I'm very it's, interested on what a sequel would be like. It's kind so of Denzel like, Washington. I don't think I've ever seen a Denzel Washington movie that I didn't like. Yeah. He's so good. He's such a good actor, dude. He's awesome. Yeah. But um, this, it's like... I jumped ahead. But it's also like <laughs> Hollywood once again being like, hey, remember this movie you liked when you were like... <laughs> either little or like a long time ago like decades yeah. ago kind of thing like oh you know this movie that you really like we're just gonna make a sequel like out of nowhere and you know what sometimes it hits i feel like most of the time it doesn't but if denzel washington's gonna be in it like we don't know what he would be doing yeah um, it's all just talks it's all just kind of like um sort of rumors almost at this point but uh I'm just saying he's great, you know? <laughs> and I don't know a clue what it would look like. I never watched the first Gladiator, but obviously it's oh, like... It's so good. Super it's so iconic. Good. Yeah, it's super iconic. It. I know that for sure. And who knows? Maybe whenever this... If Gladiator 2 is happening, maybe I'll watch um, <laughs> the first one. But uh, I just think that's so funny. Like, 
Hollywood and they're just trying to revive these old franchises and these old things because they're just unoriginal and they're just trying to. But you know, it again, me of, uh, Denzel Washington, guy, like <laughs> of Passion of the Christ too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> it was like a that's bit. gonna be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then like no that kidding. Family Guy bit has like Chris Rock in it or something, and it's like a yeah. shower kind of like. Yeah, oh that's gosh. what I just think of when I hear like Gladiator Two. I'm like, yeah, this is just. It seems like that bit is like what you're describing about Hollywood. It's just like they're gonna pick everything they can to like, mm-hmm. make a sequel out of. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I don't even really have much more to say about that. I just think that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, and if that all pans out, you know, awesome. And if it doesn't, you know, I may not. But uh, that's just sort of come down the pipes. Any you Gladiator fans out there? Might be something to look forward to. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is James Gunn. Yeah. He is uh, officially directing Superman Legacy. That's going to be coming out. I believe it said July 11th, 2025. Ooh, that's my um, Nice. Well, it's crazy because the tweet says it's his dad's birthday that day, too. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So. That's, uh, wow, that's a trip. Like, he Thank said you. that he was on the phone with his brother and, like, told him the date and that his brother started crying. Oh. And he's like, why are you crying? He's like, oh, that's our dad's birthday. And he's like, oh, oh I didn't realize. Oh, that hits me even more. Oh. So, anyway. Perfect. <laughs> and oh. it sounds like it's really going to be kind of like, uh, he, he's trying to emphasize the, oh, he's just a boy from Kansas. He has the best ideals and he's um, trying to you know, fulfill those good old American ideals. He doesn't want to kill anybody. And I'm just like, you know what? Something about that is a little bit refreshing. That's in Superman, this... though. Like, yeah, that's... no, that's what I mean. It's like, I, I feel like we've seen so many, and not that they're bad, because like, yeah. I, like I really love Invincible, for example, right? But I feel like we've seen so many, dark, like, twists. Yeah. Exactly, like, dark twists on these superheroes, like the boys and stuff. And so it's like, and obviously, again, like, boys is a very good show. Invincible is a very good show. Um, there was also, like, so, I remember there was one movie that was basically trying to do the same thing of, like, oh, he's, like, this little boy. Oh, the horror has, like, movie? Superman. Yeah, and apparently it was really bad. I forget what um, that, yeah. Honestly, the best original twist, Megamind. Always has been Megamind. Always will be <laughs> oh, Megamind. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, came before all these other shows. Yeah. Um, we never really need any others besides Megamind, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just think... For once, it's a little bit refreshing to see them try to, like, James Gunn specifically try to, like, actually commit to the goody two-shoe Superman and not try to be like, oh, but his secret evil side, like, he's so powerful that blah, 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 blah. Like, it's like with Spider-Man, right? It works really well with Spider-Man. He's so similar. Like, Spider-Man's also really powerful, right? Not as powerful as Superman, but, like, even in within, like, Marvel comics, like, he's really, he's, like, one of the strongest, like, in, in the comics. He's one of the most solid guys, yeah. He's also just a really nice guy, yeah. and he does sort of stick with these ideals, not from Kansas, you know, from New York, of course, but <laughs> yeah. um, I just feel like I, I don't know why people are always bored with Superman, um, but that, I don't know, maybe because he's quippy and he's funny with Spider-Man and that he's younger. I don't really know what it is. All I'm saying is, like, you can feed into that, like, sort of energy with Superman, I bet. I mean, he doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be quickie or quirky, um, but I think in the sense of his ideals, like people love Spider-Man also for his just like ideals and like what he sticks up for. I feel like you could pull that off with Superman. Yeah. Um, it sounds like James Gunn maybe is going to try to do that. I do think it's going to be weird to, I mean, I guess I haven't watched a lot of James Gunn's more recent stuff. 
that he's been directing. But when I think of James Gunn, I do still just think of Guardians. And I just think of like <laughs> yeah. weird humor that kind of hits sometimes and really doesn't hit other times. So I'm like, yeah, is that going to happen in this? Is basically very Guardians. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, it's like. Rated R, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. That's like, I obviously that's like kind of his go-to for things. But maybe he'll be trying something cool different here. Him direct like a normal movie. When you brought up Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man's a good, uh, I guess, example. Uh, I always think of, like, Captain America. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. Very, mm. like... That, too. Kinda, yeah, no, he's they maybe... They kind of made fun example. of him for being such a Boy Scout in the movies. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think if you really, like, go in on that, it's like... Yeah. Um, truth, justice, the American way. Yeah. yeah. Superman's just being, like, over-the-top, like, good guy from Kansas in the big city. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to play with there, especially if you're going with the younger Superman. Oh, um, yeah. Yep, that's true. People just Him just being, like, overly good. Um, yeah, and, like, there's lessons he can learn. He can still develop, and, like, I'm sure he will, but it doesn't mean that he has to, like, turn evil or, like, become dark and twisted. Maybe just, like, a sort of humbling or, like, a realization that, like, ideals like that don't always pan out the way you think that they will. Yeah, but you yeah. can still you can still be yourself, and like you could grow in your ideals, and you can grow and change and figure out how to like best live to those ideals. Um, like that's always I thought it was weird the Batman vs Superman movie that uh, the annoyances like all the destruction that Superman could do, but in the comics yeah. and in the animated shows and everything, you always see Batman and Superman, and Batman is like constantly annoyed about how nice Superman is. Like, yeah, which is so funny. He's overly yeah. good, and if you're gonna have a Batman Superman interaction again on live action, that's what I'd want to see. Is oh yeah, like an overly edgy Batman. Uh, <laughs> I think Pat Battinson did great. Um, like definitely that tone versus a Superman that's uh, just way too yeah. nice and good and pure. And Batman being like, "This is the real world," and uh, yeah. Superman just upholding to those beliefs no matter the cost. Uh, and I think that cost could be the drama uh, mm-hmm. that you yeah. see in see in the movies. But it's true. Yeah, I just I feel like you can you can make Superman likable. I feel like if anyone could do it, James Gunn might as well give it a shot. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I well I don't know. We'll just have to see. It'll be out in a couple of years. We got a couple of years from now, so yeah. not super soon. We'll kind of see how it goes. Um, probably the biggest news, though, in the movie realm is is shifting away from DC to Marvel, actually. So, Victoria Alonso, who was um, one of the, like, top executive directors uh, within MCU, um, is actually no longer working with them. And it's not super clear... If it was like she got fired or if she left, but we know that it was like a sort of an effective immediately kind of thing, yeah. which always means from one side or the other, um, it's not amicable, right? That's always, that's kind of what that means, right? Um, so that's kind of crazy because she's been, and she was kind of like the head of like the graphics, VF, VFX, um, sort of effects, things like that uh, for a while now. Um, so it could be like, hey, these recent movies haven't been looking so good or like these movies haven't been performing very well. We need to 
you know, make changes or on the flip side, maybe she's like, hey, I don't like doing this anymore. I don't like, I, yeah. I, I want to like, I mean, there's so many things that could be happening, right? All, But the significant thing is that this is someone who's been around literally since like Iron Man, right? Or, or maybe yeah. before, but like has been there since the beginning of this MCU thing has been there supporting and helping create all the highs, the super duper high highs of MCU and is now gone. And that's going to be significant, whether it's like, you know, for the best or worst, I don't know, but that's just kind of crazy to think that um, they're, yeah, she's just not with them anymore. So, I mean, the VFX, I think have been a pretty large part of the criticism in a lot of these movies lately too. Yeah. whether people think they are actually, like, I don't know. I, I just think it's one of those things where people criticize that stuff, and I don't know if they actually, you know, nobody knows how this actual stuff actually works, you know, aside from the people that make it. But, like, the VFX stuff has have been a large criticism, especially with, like, the She-Hulk stuff, um, with uh, Thor, yeah. Love and Thunder, and then Ant-Man looking like Spike, like, looking like Spike Kids 3 all Spike over Kids. again, like, kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> it's just, I feel like that has been a large part of the criticism. So, like, that, I think you're right. Either way, whichever way, whichever way this actually went, I think those criticisms do have some merit. I think as to like her departure. Either way, yeah, and I know most of the criticisms I heard have, I mean, it's always it, there has been a, a quite big level of, oh, this just looks awful. But I think when people kind of get down to it, a lot yeah. of people are sort of accepting. It's like they're just not giving these artists enough time. Like these artists are getting really rushed they're getting pushed really really hard it's yeah. looking like looking like video game industry over here yeah <laughs> a little bit yeah. so I, yeah I, I do think that has to be a factor in some way but we really don't know like yeah, yeah kind of like what side of this um and we don't really know what the effect will be because we don't know if she was the one pushing for that and and supporting overworking artists or we don't know if she was on saying right. like hey we need to slow down and we need to like let the artists do their job like we literally have no clue um yeah. but i do think it's probably a factor oh yeah um hopefully she yeah, didn't I, want more stuff right and yeah her, hopefully she didn't want less stuff and is now gone and then they're gonna continue making more stuff that's what we're trying to i say. see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. we need less mm-hmm. stuff that's quality uh instead of more stuff that's not quality right exactly they need to take a nope from the other side of disney they they realized that with star wars right we just talked about that um and they need to really take that note with marvel as well um which i think they they have to be right but i i don't know how much trust do i have in them not a lot yeah but yeah i think um, i think they've shown that they do plan to take a step back at least a little bit um with the shows mm-hmm. at least when we were supposed yeah. to get more and more shows and we're gonna get to i think you're right uh and it's it's funny because like i'm like that's great and then i'm like oh i'm not gonna get these shows that i want to watch um, <laughs> but i yeah. think it's definitely yeah. for the better for them to take the time and really like set these up to be quality shows oh yeah we don't need more boba fett's we need more mandalorians or we more, more andors, andors. Yeah. More Andor's, less Gosh. Boba Fett's. Andor. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Um, Speaking of shows, maybe we should talk about the shows that we've been watching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm nice. Step right into Mandalorian. If that's yeah, do okay. it. Uh, LJ, you've been watching Mandalorian as well. Are you caught up? Yeah. Um, This episode is, I feel like, it was kind of weird. It's I... the best. It, it's not the best Andor episode ever, Uh, but it was so good. To, it felt like Andor, Andor again. Oh, <laughs> it felt like Andor. It just I was like, wait, all about it. 
I just felt like it, it. So it's kind of a departure from usual Mando stuff. But also, it's like I feel like it's going to lead into something more, and there's a lot of theories about what it's leading into. And I'm like, okay, like it's it was one of those things where I'm like, did we need to spend this much time on this thing? But also, <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping that like it does pay off. Um, but also, you still get uh, some fun uh, Mando like adventure action as well. So it's like there mm-hmm. are things that do happen in this episode. So yeah, I'm, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it's very much like you get some mandalorian scenes and then it just turns into a different show yes different characters different setting it almost Uh, felt like a blade runner star wars like episode yeah like it was it was like they're like hey let's let's make star wars into like a blade runner thing it felt like andor to me and i was i was happy for it i was like at first i go oh man i really want to know what's gonna happen next in mandalorian's life Uh, but i got like probably 10 minutes into it and i was sold a lot of people don't feel that way i was seeing yeah. some reviews and things on uh, the internet most people are pretty bummed that uh the last mandalorian episode was not a mandalorian episode especially after the one before it episode two set some really cool things up and then yeah. they basically ditched all of that for this yeah oh hmm Okay. Um, so definitely an interesting creative choice, but yeah, I'm I'm curious because like it, I I'm asking myself I'm like are we fatigued on this like is this yeah. just not that cool mm. anymore or is mm. this like the way they're just pacing out the season so far so it's like I'm more curious than like I, I'm obviously down for more for more of the show but at this point I'm just in a curious place rather than like. Okay, I'm so pumped for the next episode. I'm more like, right. oh, like what I are see. We You're just like, what's here? happening? Like, where here? are we gonna go from here at this point? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm lost. Huh. Not lost, but I'm just like, <laughs> okay, all right. Like, let's yeah. see what you let's again. See not what to you give too much got. away. Yeah, but they've set up three different like huge plot points for yeah. the season. Yeah, and I don't feel like they're gonna all collide. Uh, I feel like we're probably gonna get one. Like, we set three different things up, but we're only going to get one of them answered by the end of the season. Yeah. And I don't know which one it is at this point, but um, the first episode set up an interesting thing, and then the second episode set something up very interesting, and this is, like, something totally different. Yeah. Uh, my biggest gotcha. concern, and I'm sure that they have the season planned out, but I believe it was... Is it... Who's doing Mandalorian? It's John Favreau and Filoni. Yep. Filoni. Uh, Filoni has made a statement saying that he doesn't really know how the show is going to end. They're just kind of making stuff. They're in the middle of it. Uh, they don't have like an end point for the, the show as a whole. That kind of so, scares me. Yeah. I, my don't want them to set up a bunch of really cool things and then never get a chance to like flesh them out. Like, I hope that they didn't already be like, Oh, let's make season one and two. And then now like maybe some executives are like, okay, this is our moneymaker. This is our hot thing. You got to keep making more or you got to rush right. into making more. So yeah. now I hope I hope they're not like just I hope they're not in a place where they're like at a loss of what to do next. Yeah, or setting things up that we're like we'll answer that later. Like I need yeah. to have an endpoint. Uh, should always yeah. storytelling yes. should always I feel like work from an endpoint. And and that's what scares me right now too. Is like, I think we're gonna have really... five or six different things happening, and none of it will be answered. The show will be canceled. Everyone will be over Star Wars. I don't like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> makes me nervous. It's a, it's a weird place, right? It's in a weird place right now, which I kind of yeah. agree with. Like, I want to be excited, but I'm also like, should I be? Like, but totally, so so different. Uh, the yes. first season or first episode, very campy and funny and uh, just silly, I guess. Yeah. And then this last episode, 
was very serious. Like, oh, totally yeah. two different shows. Like, if they're trying to set up another show through this or something, or, like, whatever, I'm just like, okay. Like, we've we've seen them do that before, almost. Like, with having episodes of Mando inside Boba Fett kind of a thing. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. Like, I'm just like, are y'all, what are y'all doing with this? I'm interested in the next two episodes, and we'll see see what happens. Yeah. Um, they've got some really cool things that they can do, and hopefully... They... And, and yes, like, after the way that episode did end, I'm like, oh, okay, like, really? All right. Uh, so I'm just like, so I, yeah. that's the part that has me excited. But then also the other part of it, I'm just like, okay, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> they... I will relate. There are characters in the first episode uh, that nowhere near the same, the same feeling that I got um, from watching Boba Fett when they had the 80s guys on mopeds running around. And oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And the characters in episode one remind me of that, like, just kind of weird campiness. Um, yeah. And then this felt uh... like <laughs> I didn't hate the mopeds. They were just ridiculous and didn't feel like Star Wars at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the first episode played out. Uh, <laughs> that's really all I've been watching, though. Uh, LJ, I'll let you keep going. Okay. Um, I'm watching more of TMNT, the original cartoon. I feel like I've slowed yes. pace on it. I feel like I've slowed pace because now I just kind of want to progress further. Um, there definitely... there's. There has been some cool episodes of like certain characters like that have been introduced, like Baxter the fl- being becoming the fly version. Uh, the you know the punk frogs were pretty hilarious, um, like just pretty weird. Um, so like now I feel like I'm getting into the weeds where TMNT gets real crazy. Like I feel like TMNT most people are like okay the turtles and Shredder, but then I feel like the new movie is gonna get into some of the zany like. Mm-hmm. Matt, like the mutant stuff, like that stuff gets wild. And then, like, I'm reminded that eventually, I think in later seasons, they go into like space and stuff too. Like, it's yeah, turtles is good. Like, it gets crazy. They're, they're not. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just like I'm kind of also looking forward to some of the like the weird, the weirder uh, seasons too. So that's been exciting um, to still kind of go through. And then um, I did watch the first episode of Ted Lasso season three. Uh, this came out Wednesday, which I'm also kind of like, it's being labeled as like the final season. Like it's wild to see such a really successful show. Only get three seasons. Only three seasons long, which I think it's like, I think that's a great idea. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like what we were talking about with Mando. Like, I don't know, like just based on the first episode, I don't know how they're going to end things. But also, it kind of, like, scares me because I'm also like, aw, like, I love these characters. They're so wholesome. And just everything is so positive that I'm just like, this first episode does have, you know, the wholesomeness to it. But also, it feels like, oh, are we actually going to get, like, a little more serious on some things this season? Like, as far as, like, Mm. certain topics go? Because I'm like, you're going to have to deal with a lot of things with it being in the final season. Um... So I'm just, it's also another, like, I'm like, okay, we're strapping in for this ride, and, like, knowing Ted Lasso, it's gonna be, it's gonna be such a wholesome show, but I feel like it being the final season is gonna be, like, emotional, so I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that, I'm just like, Uh, I love love the happiness and the wholesomeness that, not just the show, but just, like, the character, like, of Ted Lasso just brings, and, like, all the characters, like, it's such a, it's a show that bucks every trend of, like, 
every trope i should say of characters like there's certain characters that showed up in the in the show originally that i'm like oh they're gonna be like the uh and you know like the antagonist or they're gonna be this you know they're gonna be this particular type and there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of characters that just have not stuck that way and characters that have grown we love to see it yeah and so it's just like it's got so much depth for being like such a short like show and i'm just like this is great um yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing more of what ted lasso is going to be like for the final season so yep that's it what about you shelly so i'm still in season one of mandalorian i think (laughs) at this point we're just gonna wait until the show is done or at least the season um but the season's on and then just kind of watch it from there especially with what you guys are talking about i'm like "Ah, i'm not really feeling that excited about it right now but um so we started watching new anime and the way we got to this point was ridiculous because i don't know if you guys remember last week but i was like oh yeah we're gonna watch the cowboy bebop movie so we were like yeah fully set to watch this cowboy bebop movie (laughs) and we go to netflix because that's where we've been watching cowboy bebop and it's not there like okay they own the rights and okay it's not here fine it's probably on crunchyroll we check crunchyroll it's not there we look it up says it's on prime we check prime it's not there we're like okay oh yeah our hail mary is youtube everything's on youtube it's not on youtube wow it's not there and so we're like losing our minds we're like we don't really want to like i don't know we want to watch this legally you know what is i'm it, saying is there not is it not on a digital <laughs> service somewhere that's pretty it's, wild it we could not find i think the only one that it maybe is on is hulu but we don't have hulu so yeah. we're just like um this sucks. I guess let's watch something else. And so then we thought, oh my gosh, we should watch Persona 4 the animation. Because oh, apparently it's really good. And Daniel has not played Persona 4, so it would still all the story beats and stuff would be a surprise to him. We go to Crunchyroll. Persona 4 Golden, the animation is on there, which is <laughs> not the same. It's just like some extra random anime scenes of stuff that happens in golden just the golden version of persona 4 it's not actually like the story huh. uh, or at least it isn't the story up until the very end which is like anyway it's not what we're looking for <laughs> we're like okay it's not here well where do we watch it because it, it persona 5 the animation is here and persona 4 golden the animation is here where do we watch yeah. persona 4 the animation non-golden and we're looking it up. Uh, turns out nowhere. You just can't find it anywhere. Wow. It's just in on no streaming services. Potentially, if I popped a VPN, I could get it, but I don't have a VPN. Um, so, two disappointments in a row. I was mad at this point, because I was, like, basically so sad about Cowboy Bebop, and then it's like, oh, I'm putting all my marbles in Persona 4, the animation. I'm, like, so in the mood to watch an anime like this. And then we can't find it, and now we're just mad. And then, um, so we're like, okay, we just want to watch an anime at this point, and we want to watch something that's kind (laughs) of, like, maybe on the sappy side. I don't know. We just kind of want to have a good time. And so I pulled up, so, um, Courtney, uh, who is on staff with us, um, she watches tons of anime, right? She's seen so, so, so yeah. much anime. Her number one anime, this she said that she is her favorite is a, it's an anime. I'm some manga. Technically, it's also manga. But um, called Ancient Magus Bride 
or Mage's oh. Bride. I don't actually know how you pronounce it. It's M-A-G-U-S, so it's like Magus, but it's like, I think it's supposed to refer to Mage. So Ancient Magus Bride. And I've heard of it. Um, I've heard of it before, and it says it's romance, but it says it's like kind of dark, but it's kind of mysterious, but it's kind of wholesome. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, I trust Courtney, so I'm going to like try watching this. Yeah. So we've been watching that, and we're we're pretty far into it. I don't know how long it is. I think it is done. I don't think it's um ongoing. I think I think it is finished. At least I hope so. Because oh, I'd be really mad if it wasn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> but we're watching through it, and it's such a like surprisingly good show. Which I that makes it sound like I didn't actually trust like Courtney's opinion or anything. That's not necessarily what I mean. <laughs> it's just a it, it, the show keeps surprising me. Because the way it's sort of, it, it's set up where, like, basically the setup is uh, there's this girl, she's, like, 15. She's, like, a teenager. 15 or 16, I don't remember. She's a teenager who has had just an awful life. The world has hated her. Um, her parents didn't want her. Her family didn't want her. Um, no one likes her. They make fun of her. And she kind of gets to a point in which she just doesn't want to live anymore. Um, but she convinces herself or is convinced um it's not super clear i guess so far but uh that she should sell herself instead basically someone's like hey if you can't make use of yourself someone else will make use of you and she just goes through with it which i'm like girl (laughs) you maybe shouldn't i mean i don't know so and she ends up going on this really like weird auction for like very mysterious people and she is bought by a very mysterious man named Elias who's a mage um and Elias basically buys her and says you're gonna be my apprentice um and I'm gonna teach you magic and you're like what is going on here this this thing was titled titled as romance this thing is like it's called the ancient Magus bride and like by the end of the first episode first episode this is not a spoiler because, again, it's in the title. He's like, oh, yeah, not only are you going to be my apprentice, I kind of thought you'd be my bride as well. And she's like, excuse me? What? And this guy is also just, like, not human. Like, he has a skull for a face and not a human skull either. It's like a goat or elk kind of looking skull. Um, And so that's kind of the premise. And there's some weirdness that happens even just in the first episode, especially with all that description. It sounds like... I don't know. It, it already kind of... Basically, the first episode put up a couple red flags for me where I was like, I don't know about this. And also, she turns out she's a very special individual. I, I won't really go into specifics there, but she randomly is a very special individual. So in the sense that, like, everybody, like, wants her, um, like, for her power, essentially. She has, like, this power that everybody wants. Um, uh-huh. Which I'm like, okay, there's a lot of tropes here. There's a lot of, like, really potential red flags here. Like, not screaming red flags yet. But there's, like, there's some things here that are kind of kind of weird, right? But then as the show goes on, I'm, like, constantly surprised with how that stuff is being dealt with. How it's being treated. And specifically how her trauma is being presented. Because... I feel like her trauma is like, I I don't know, like obviously a lot of anime like features trauma, but I feel like when I think about anime that does feature trauma, I feel like this has to be one of the best presentations of it, at least so far in the show, because she really does have this awful tragic sort of backstory in life. Um, And so 
that sort of goes into how she deals with every situation, how she treats herself, how she treats other people. Um, and people also sort of like call out like unhealthy behaviors, which is like crazy for anime. I'm like, people are calling out unhealthy, like toxic behaviors. Someone like, there's like one episode where they're like, listen, Chise, her name's Chise. Like, listen, Chise, um, I'm concerned about you. Like you're acting really codependent to this guy. <laughs> And she's like, oh, frick, you're right. And it's just like, I never would have seen that in anime. It's like, it's yeah. like um, this weird twist of like uh, what you would you would maybe expect from, um, oh my gosh, Twilight. It's like Twilight, it's Beauty and the Beast, but there's also like just a lot of fun, like magical creatures she gets to interact with and like cool magic things that happen. So that's also what's fun is that like, almost every episode is like a not necessarily a monster of the week but just like a fae of the week <laughs> like you get to like meet new fae and figure it out and um it almost feels like a slice of life show um but it's not it's like very very like continual um i guess slice of life can also be continual but it i really love how they set up these little things early on in these episodes you know these introduce these characters these concepts these stuff about our past or whatever and then like it just keeps getting brought up Right, and it's just the way they set things up is like pretty clever, and and I just am a really big fan of like that foreshadowing. Um, and again, just like these characters, there's like in like the first or second episode, um, Elias takes Cheese to one of his like mage friends, and um, she's like, "Hey, so so you're like you're like his apprentice, huh? Can you like tell me more <laughs> about that?" She's like, "Yeah, like he said he's gonna like marry me and all this stuff, and he like bought me and." all this stuff and <laughs> she just like this lady this friend just punches elias in the face and it's just like she's like you cannot do that you are awful and i hate you need to leave because like this is unacceptable behavior and i'm just like i just don't anticipate i don't ever expect that in anime anime has such like sorry <laughs> but low standards when it comes to like Oh, yeah. Toxic behaviors and unhealthy things like that yeah. and relationships. And so the fact that, again, they're just treating her trauma so, like, it's not just something, it's not just, like, a tragic backstory. It actually affects how she lives, how she makes decisions, and how she treats people, including herself, which is how trauma actually works in real life. And so I think yeah. that is so cool and fascinating um, to see that because usually in anime, it's always just sort of restricted to oh, tragic backstory, they're sad and they, like, need to be fixed. Whereas for Chise, it's like you're seeing this growth and you're seeing her run into these walls that a lot of, like, folks who go through these really traumatic events, like, find themselves in and she's having to kind of work around that. But also, like, cool magic stuff's happening and there's, like, really cool, like, creatures. And so I've talked a lot about this, but <laughs> I really like it so far. Um, and surprisingly... Yeah, very very wholesome um there's a lot of really wholesome moments and again i don't really know how it's gonna end so i'm hoping it kind of keeps up this trend of like me liking it because it could just i don't know it could take a nosedive at any time i suppose it is anime <laughs> it is yeah. exactly right that's why it's like it's it's going really well so far but it's true it's still anime it could just take a nosedive at any point but i'm really liking it so far so cool. that anyway cool. that's what i've been watching We'll move on to the TV news then. Uh, we've just got a couple things here. I think we'll start with Doctor Who uh, because it, the headline was not at all what I thought was going on here. 
uh, 68th anniversary is coming up very soon, um, which is exciting. Congratulations, Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. The so David Tennant and Catherine Tate are going to reprise their roles in the 60th anniversary special, which is really cool. Uh, those are TV episodes. There's another thing happening called Doomsday. So it's Doctor Who Doomsday, and it is a multimedia story, uh, cross-media story. Uh, so it's audio dramas, it'll be novels, it'll be comic books, it'll be video games, which I thought was a crazy one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's all kind of like pseudo-canon, but it's about a an assassin that travels time going after the Doctor. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's not at all what I thought it was, but it's neat. The trailer looks atrocious. I... <laughs> the trailer for it is kind of like a i don't know uh it looks like really really old school Doctor trailers Hero. for like books and audio dramas are always kind of weird anyway to me yeah it so looked like... like a green screen <laughs> uh, doom oh, yeah. is the name of the assassin not doomsday uh so it's about doom and oh. doom is played by a comedian named suze kepner I don't know who that is, um, but she's a stand-up comedian, uh, and she'll be voicing Doom and all of these different things. Uh, That's cool. Interesting. I think it's, yeah, for people who are into Doctor Who, I think they're going to love that. I'm excited for the 60th anniversary episodes, um, and there's no confirmation if these will be part of that storyline or not, uh, but I would bet so. If they're going to have a 60th anniversary, I feel like all of the media should at least lead up to those episodes would be a really cool thing to do. I probably yeah. gonna watch and listen. I'm really to excited. Them, but it's cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then an update on Last of Us. I keep want to call it Last of Us too. Uh, this season two of Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us did the show, <laughs> and uh, obviously it is happening. It did amazingly well. It was beating record after record on television. Um, Bella Ramsey. She plays Ellie. She believes that we'll be seeing season two early 2025. Uh, possibly even the end of 2024. So we got about a year. Makes sense. A couple years. Yeah. We got a couple years. That, uh, that's what I figured it would be. At least two to three, two to three years. Yeah. So, I mean, end of 2024 would just be like a year and a half. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but is happening. Uh, totally makes sense. Uh, then Neil Drunkman. I was going to put an N in his name. Drunkman. Uh, <laughs> he is the... <laughs> producer of the last of us tv show he has shared a poster on twitter i was kind of surprised that he did something like that it's an official poster and it has uh if anyone knows the video games it's just a really strong forearm with a hammer and that would it'd be abby a character it's very much a concept art poster i feel like or something like it looks very much like more video gaming to me yeah you can't tell Um, that that's like a person like a real person really yeah, it's a, it's a piece of art. But yeah. I also thought she should have been holding a golf club instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for reasons. Hashtag Team Abby. Yeah. <laughs> I... I don't know. That that game. This is gonna... It's gonna... Ooh, like... Oh, gosh. I, I can't imagine. Like, season two is gonna be really awkward and weird. Like... It'd be wild. That game takes such a dark... Like, part two is dark. Like, for, like, yeah. for real. Like... Having, like, I mean, part one is too, but, like, not on, like, the level that part two is. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real true. serious. I, I feel like part two is really, I don't want to give anything away, 
really a commentary on human darkness. It is. Um, and where it can lead. And, uh, yeah, that shows up in many different uh, themes in the in the game. Oh, yeah. So, excited that's happening. I, I want more. Uh, Shelly, you had mentioned you couldn't really see Bella Ramsey playing an older... Uh, Ellie. Ellie. But we had mentioned she wore a, a chest wrap for most of the uh, show. Totally makes sense. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they wore back your, uh, back your clothes and stuff. And so um, I think they'll be able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, probably right. I mean, make the power of makeup and, and clothing designs and prosthetics and, and things like that is kind of crazy. So yeah. I just thought Very I'm like, this is kind of a crazy. are old enough. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's yeah. kind of like i don't know i guess i'm so used to like something like stranger things mm-hmm. where it's like i feel like they do intentionally wait out recording and the um filming recording yeah, the filming to make the yeah exactly for the kids to grow up and like have all these sort of time progressions but yeah. um that's why i was kind of thinking i'm like well there's a time jump i know there's a time jump there's time and like years between um, the first game, the second game, the second game going to be what the season two is about. Um, so that's why I was kind of like, oh, yeah. they're going to make I mean, Bella obviously cool it'd be enough, a lot more but I'm sure if it was yeah. like a 15 year old kid and they aged the 15 year old kid up to play. Well, yeah, yeah. I literally just did not know how old that yeah. was. So I was like, uh, <laughs> but I, mean, I think, I think it'll probably be fine. And Bella Ramsey's acting is absolutely amazing. Um, oh yeah. She's really good. There would be uproar. I think if they recast yeah anything. probably i think he's neil Druckmann said himself the only reason they would ever recast her is if she decided to exit yeah and like that's not gonna happen probably <laughs> yeah for sure uh, but that's that's our updates for tv this week kind yeah. of a slow news week uh are you guys geeking out about anything else this week nope not really nope. i think that's it mm-hmm. i'll do i'll just be real quick on it i, I posted on my instagram and i'll share my instagram in a minute um but I went to a rune. It's called Runestone Park in Hevener, Oklahoma, and uh, there was there's a stone there that's hundreds of years old. Uh, they believed. It's so funny because everyone almost seems down about the discredit. So the stone was believed to be carved by Vikings, and was used as a landmark by Vikings when they like made it to the United States. Oh. And then everyone kept telling me that that's not true and that it's been discredited. The reason that it's been discredited is because the stone is actually, like, hundreds of years older than Vikings were. <laughs> oh, wow. So it Whoa. predates. Uh, and, yeah, so that means that, like, like pre-Viking Scandinavians made it to the United States before even the Vikings did. Yeah. And, That's uh, crazy. I had marked the stone. The stone has been translated not to be a landmark, but a... Not a landmark in the sense of like for travel, but um, it was somebody's land they were putting their name on it, so people would know that. It that's was still there. pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty wild. Uh, it was neat. It's a cool little park. Uh, it's it was a state park and now it's community ran, um, and so it's got some. It's definitely got some funding issues. They got some old benches that were kind of dying out, and uh, it sounds like they have a Dang. lot of plans for the place coming soon. But uh, just a neat thing that I did went and did. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, the podcast are then, though. Shelly, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. And LJ? 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at LJ the Paladin. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Uh, I have some of those pictures. And then you can find me on twitch.tv slash Race on Wednesday nights. Um, playing Chain Deckers right now. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. It's on!